everyone and welcome to episode 8 of the Korea Tape podcast series brought to you by Brickfields Asia College Korea Club. I'm your host Sonia and in today's episode titled Building Your Brand, we have invited Mr. Marvin to uncover the valuability of creating an identity for yourself individually and professionally. On behalf of BAC's Career Club, I would like to extend my deepest appreciation to Mr. Marvin for taking the time to join us today. Before we start off, Mr. Marvin, would you like to give our listeners a brief introduction of yourself and share your career journey with us? Sure. I started my legal career, obviously, with uh, an undergraduate degree from the uh, University of Reading. I then went on to do my bar at uh, Cardiff University, and I was called to the bar uh, of Inner Temple in the summer of uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, upon returning to Malaysia, I commenced my pupillage at a firm called Thomas Philip. It is a, a medium, medium-sized uh, boutique firm that uh, focuses on uh, dispute resolution. Wow. I spent uh, approximately seven years at the firm uh, before mm-hmm. uh, moving on to the firm that I'm currently at, which is Lavinia and Balan Chambers. Mm-hmm. I am now a partner uh, at Lavinia and Balan Chambers. Thank you so much, Mr. Marvin. Your journey is truly admirable, especially for us law students. Um, now, let's jump to the first question. Mr. Marvin, could you share with us the biggest obstacle you had to face throughout your career journey? Well, there are, there were uh, quite a few obstacles, mm-hmm. naturally being a litigator. Mm-hmm. But I, if I had to single one out, I would say uh, it was the uh, pandemic that we faced in mm-hmm. 2020. That was a time when I was in my fifth, or was it my, my fifth or sixth year of practice? Mm-hmm. And I must say, as a result of the uh, pandemic, uh, things changed drastically, not just mm-hmm. from the uh, legal practice standpoint, but for everyone across the board. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, we had to uh, adapt to a, a great variety of things. So mm-hmm. for instance, one of, one of the things that we could not do was to attend uh, physical hearings in court. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me was an important uh, aspect as a young lawyer, mm-hmm. because I, I used to enjoy sitting in for trials and appeal hearings after mm-hmm. a matter had concluded in court. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for the, um, the reason of observing senior counsel in action and, and learning from them. Mm-hmm. That to me was a very um, a, a difficult thing to comprehend because everything was now being done virtually. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, not having the ability to move around as freely as we could pre uh, the mm-hmm. pandemic, that was tough because we now could not no longer, or rather at that time when we had the uh, movement control orders, mm-hmm. we could no longer meet clients in person. Uh, and everything was reduced to conversations over phone and text. And mm. unfortunately, being a young lawyer, sometimes you tend to be left out in, in those mm. conversations because it takes place between the client and the partner or the senior uh, overseeing yes. the matter. Mm. So I guess in that sense, my advice to students 
in terms of facing obstacles mm-hmm. is they're always going to be there. It's a matter yeah. of embracing them. It's a matter yeah. of uh, adapting to the situation and and never and being resilient really, mm-hmm. not not giving up. There's always uh, one way or another. There's an answer to to a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of uh, putting your mind to it mm-hmm. and figuring a solution out. Wow. Thank you so much for that. I feel like we all could use that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. for me as well, um, during the pandemic, uh, it was really difficult for in law school because uh, when everything was done online, uh, I guess I became more lazier, I would say. I don't know if anybody could relate to that, but uh, yeah. Oh, and I'm I sure think- we, we all do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for that advice at the end. Uh, Yeah, my next question is, Mr. Marvin, um, did you have any mentors that influence your personal or professional development? Oh, wow. Uh, Yes, (laughs) of course. There were many. If I had to uh, single uh, a few of them out, it would first and foremost be uh, my uh, partner, uh, Lavinia. Mm-hmm. She has uh, been my mentor from day one, really, since I started practice. Mm-hmm. She was my pupil master upon uh, my return to Malaysia when I started at Thomas Philip. Mm-hmm. And I must say that she has taught me a great uh, number of things, not just in terms of being a lawyer, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of my advocacy in court or my drafting of the papers mm-hmm. she's also taught me other things that i consider to be very important as not just a lawyer but a but a professional mm-hmm. in terms of being courteous to your opponents in terms of dealing with clients these are all very important um, skills that one mm-hmm. must have especially uh, ingrained at a, at a very young age in practice mm-hmm. And I must say that I, I have the distinction of being Lavinia's uh, pupil that went on to become her associate, senior associate, mm-hmm. and now partner. So that's, well, for better or for worse, she stuck mm-hmm. with me. <laughs> the, that's great. The other person, yeah. Yeah, the other yeah. person I, I must mention, of course, is, yeah. uh, well, my managing partner then in Thomas Philip, uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Thomas himself. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I did learn immensely under him, um, mm-hmm. and I think it, many people agree with me that Matthew has an unorthodox way or approach in terms of how he uh, handles clients and in terms of how he, he mentors juniors. Mm-hmm. It's always the out-of-the-box uh, approach that he favors, and that's one of the things that initially we found difficult to grapple with mm-hmm. because it's just not something that that you think um, how a senior lawyer would want to to teach their, their juniors. But mm-hmm. at the in hindsight, when I look at it, it those things actually matter a lot. So if you if mm-hmm. you follow him, for example, on LinkedIn, he mm-hmm. very regularly writes about his experiences at the bar and how um, in this day and age, how mm-hmm. young lawyers should should uh, grow and should mm-hmm. invest themselves. Those are all very um, applicable uh, right. pieces of advice that he has been sharing with all of us. 
even when mm. I was a young lawyer. Um, wow. Those were things that you don't necessarily find in law school. Yeah. And it's something that you you just naturally would not have as a young lawyer. So mm -hmm. I, I'm grateful to him for imparting those things uh, to me. Wow. Thank you so much. I'll definitely check that out. Um, yeah, let me jump into my next question. Um, sure. Mr. Marvin, what advice would you give students starting their journey to develop their own identity professionally? Well, I think it's important that a, a student who starts out does not immediately have the mindset or the frame of mind that they have to identify themselves professionally. Mm -hmm. I agree that that's something that you eventually have to, to do, but in your formative years, I think it's more important that you understand the fundamentals of legal practice um, in terms of dealing with clients, in terms of doing legal research, uh, drafting of course papers. Those are matters I, I believe you should be focusing on in your mm. first, second and third years, perhaps. Right. Whilst at the same time, uh, not forgetting that you too have to start learning the ropes, mm -hmm. uh, as it were, of uh, personal branding. Mm -hmm. And I think that at the end of the day, if you're a young lawyer and you excelled in law school or uh, academically, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily translate to you being a successful lawyer immediately. You will mm -hmm. realize that the study of law and the practice of law are completely two completely different animals. And my point basically is you have, one has to be humble. You have to, to have the mindset that you are never going to stop learning. Mm. One, uh, one piece of advice that I would give young lawyers is uh, make small notes or journal your early years. Mm -hmm. That in itself could be one way of developing your personal brand. Mm. So when you write things down, and you project it as to what you have learned, say, from a client meeting or from doing a brief with a senior or from mm -hmm. appearing in court as junior counsel, pen that mm -hmm. down. Put that in simple everyday language, in relatable language. And over time, you will realize if you do that consistently, people will mm -hmm. start noticing you. And that, in, in a way, can be a means of personal branding without mm -hmm. you having to come off as being show-offy or trying to, to to think that you are an expert in a particular mm. area of the law whilst in your first or second year. Then, Mr. Marvin, would you say there's any significance at all for developing a professional self-brand for employment? Of course. To, that, to me, it, you can't look at the two as being mutually exclusive of one another. What I meant when I said that earlier was, in, in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, spending your formative years learning the ropes as uh, in the context of a litigation lawyer yeah. is um, arguably what you should be focusing on. And mm -hmm. at the same time, not uh, allowing the personal branding aspect of things to be put aside completely. Mm -hmm. because you must understand that personal branding and reputation 
um, and and uh, development on mm -hmm. in that sense it yeah. can be a, a double-edged sword you don't want to be known as that lawyer uh, who has a, a particular way of doing things that may mm. not uh, be favorable or, or, or may not be looked upon kindly um, you must understand as with first impressions uh, reputation at the bar lasts as well it's a, mm. it's a fairly small community and mm -hmm. if you tend to um, take shortcuts or if you do things that are, are not generally accepted yes. at the bar then okay. that's something that word will go around and you don't want to be known as that kind of lawyer so right. in terms of personal branding it, it's important that my, my advice is that it should mm. be taken uh, one step at a time you have to be industrious and hardworking. Mm -hmm. uh, you have as i said you have to project yeah. yourself but do it in in a in a courteous and in, in a proper manner mm -hmm. right thank you so much uh so for my next question is a bit different um what are the skills that you that you would say makes an an employee or an associate valuable or unique to the firm i would say in uh, this day and age mm -hmm. especially uh, with the uh, the advent of covid and yeah whatever have you in terms of mm -hmm. changing the landscape of uh, legal practice one has to be uh, tech savvy okay. you know in, in that sense i i would like to think i'm not all that old but <laughs> my technological capabilities unfortunately mm -hmm. are not uh, commensurate with my age so in that mm -hmm. sense if, if you're a young lawyer or if you're a pupil or a first or second year associate mm -hmm. I, I think it is immensely helpful to your seniors if you are able to uh, grapple with all these uh, new features that appear in terms of how documents are shared mm -hmm. in a virtual hearing or how um, authorities are, are compiled and, and paginated and uploaded to mm. be filed into, into court. These are things that are not exactly difficult to learn, mm -hmm. but for someone who is not very uh, technologically savvy, it can be uh, time consuming. Mm. That's one. And I think another important skill that you have, you must have as a young lawyer is uh, legal analysis. Now I find in, in my experience that many young lawyers mm -hmm. tend to gloss over this very important aspect of practice that is mm -hmm. really sitting down and crunching what the issues are or what the authorities on a particular point say mm -hmm. because that really then shows your senior or the partner in the firm mm -hmm. how your thinking is what your thought process is like if you can demonstrate a, a really in-depth sense of legal analysis mm. because at the end of the day in order to be a successful lawyer mm -hmm. it's not so much about just sitting behind a desk and drafting papers and appearing in court it's about articulating what the really complex issues in a case are and putting it down in digestible content for the be it to your client or to the bench you have to break down what are the um, the, the issues and, and how best you are going to put your client's case forward 
uh, in order to succeed. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like that could really help a lot of students stand out from the rest of the bunch. Um, my next question is, do you think it's possible to have a healthy work-life balance while striving for professional excellence? <laughs> this question inevitably had to turn up. Yeah. Um, yes, it is. Okay, work-life balance. That that's a very um, tricky and indeed uh, an area that has uh, garnered a wide variety of responses. Mm -hmm. To me, I think work-life balance is contingent upon several factors. One of mm -hmm. them in the context of um, legal practice is your age or rather the, how senior you are in practice. Mm -hmm. Either way you look at it, the, if you want to be a litigator, a, a good litigator, that is going to involve the first, I would say, five to seven years of really putting in the hours. It, that entails hard work and long hours, which necessarily translates to you not having to spend as much time on the uh, home front. Mm. So you know, from that standpoint, it is tough. It's hard to say, to really say that you have work-life balance. I, for mm -hmm. one, can speak from experience mm -hmm. that the first few years of me being a lawyer involved many uh, late nights at the office. Mm -hmm. And it's something that one must ask themselves. Are you prepared to put in those hours and, and sacrifice? Mm -hmm. as, as a litigation lawyer, it's very difficult to put in minimal work and expect maximum yield. Wow. Uh, the, other, the other factor that I think is relevant in terms of work-life balance is mm -hmm. uh, the kind of lawyer one chooses to be. Mm -hmm. In terms of litigation, there are, again, a wide variety of uh, fields that you can explore. And depending on the particular area that you are you are involved in, uh, it may or may not involve um, putting in those extra hours. So that's something that's fairly relative. But on the whole, and, and I must say at the end of the day, it's the personal choices you make. There are many litigators that choose to take on uh, a lot of work and that mm -hmm. naturally translates into them spending a lot of time at the office or, or a lot of time uh, doing the work. Um, maybe that makes them happy. Maybe that makes them feel that they, they have an optimum balance in their life. Since, mm -hmm. Again, it's entirely up to each lawyer. And conversely, there may be lawyers who say, I am perfectly happy to handle a, a certain number of briefs in a year because that, mm -hmm. that's enough to make me happy. And that I would like to spend more time with, say, my family or I would like to spend more time traveling. Right. That really is a, is a personal choice that one has to make, ultimately. Mm -hmm. So in essence, it means that it depends on the lawyer itself and his or hers aim to the kind of lawyer that they want to be, right? Precisely, yes. Yeah. Before we end this today's episode, I have one last question. Um, which Mr. Marvin, you have already um, 
gave us many advice, but uh, is there anything else that you would like to add in terms of the most valuable thing a student can do that will greatly benefit them in the future later on? Well, if I were to sum it up, I would say spend time on yourself, invest in yourself. There is only so much that a senior or a partner in a firm can teach you and guide you on. And ultimately, it comes down to the kind of lawyer that you want to be. So if you ask me, one of the most important things a young lawyer should do is start building relationships. There's wow. a, a tendency, uh, everyone, including myself, um, has been in this boat where when you're a young lawyer, you think I have to turn up at the office, I have to put in those hours, I have to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't end there. There's mm -hmm. a lot that can be done outside uh, your nine to five. And one of those things is spend time meeting new people, uh, making friends, building relationships, expanding your network. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't know how useful someone may be uh, or may turn out to be in the future. It, even if they don't uh, come to you in, the, in a professional sense, think of it as you made a, a friend you know, from a personal standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's my two cents on the issue. Okay, thank you so much. That was some really excellent advice. Thank you so much once again, Mr. Marvin, for your time and your insights. Um, with that, today's episode of Career Tape will now come to an end. Thank you for listening to our podcast from BAC's Career Club. Do tune in to our next episode which will be released later on in Spotify. Once again, I'm your host, Sonia. Have a wonderful day.